0: Hi, this is this Dave Timinen? This is. Mr. Timinen, is your refrigerator running? Uh, yes, it is. <laughs> well, you, you better catch we'll it before catch it. it gets away.
1: Hello, I caught it.
0: <laughs>
1: it didn't get away.
0: Do you, do you clip your counters? Do I click my counter? Do you clip your counters oh, clip. on the corners? Yeah. Oh. On the corners. Oh, the C the C four uh do corner a, cutter? Yeah, you do you have a C four corner cutter? I, I do not. Okay. Better go sweep up the corners.
2: <laughs> oh wait, <that> didn't work. <laughs> Hurry, hang up, hang up, he's gonna know it's us. Is this is this Dave Timonen? Dave's not here. (laughs) Can I take a message? Does he have Prince Albert in the can?
0: (laughs) It's like being in a time machine.
1: (laughs) Sorry, 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 Dave. (laughs) Are you guys
0: podcasting? (laughs) Did you know it was us?
2: Of course. (laughs) How did you know? Well, on my
1: phone
0: I actually don't have Jeff's number, but it does say maybe Jeff Hallett on it. <laughs> <laughs> it says maybe Jeff Hallett? Oh. Yeah, sorry. 'cause I think oh, I think it's that? probably because I think it's probably because it's in email or pulls it from somewhere and kind of knows. Wow. I don't know. That's amazing. Takes a guess. And, yeah. So yeah. I have a feeling.
2: <laughs> we yeah, we were trying to get some
0: comedy bits for the opening of the show. Oh, okay. No so, problem. I think sometimes the old <laughs> ones are the best ones. Okay. Yeah. No. <laughs> Glad to help. Thanks a lot. Yeah. That's great. Okay. We do appreciate it. Okay, guys. It. All right. Talk to you later, Dave. Sure.
2: Bye.
1: All right. Yeah.
0: Hello,
2: boys and girls. Happy Halloween to We have a very scary show for
0: you. Oh we? And we? And we've got the same voices we always do. Kind of, don't we? I mean, there's I only think, a certain we've only number done of voices. Two Halloween shows. In, Is that right? In After all these years? Yeah. yeah. Oh, we should do more. We should do more. Yeah. Okay. All right. Let's bring out the voices then. But they must be very scary They're voices. Very scary. Yes, Master. You looking forward to Halloween? Is that a good Yes, one? Master Jeff. Yeah, yes, Igor. You look like Igor. Yes, that's a compliment. Yeah, <laughs> it's Marty pretty Feldman. scary. Yeah, yeah. Igor. Oh, Marty Feldman. Yeah, it's a uh, Abby. Abby Normal. Yeah. So uh, is Halloween a good holiday for you? I mean, is that, I, it's I not like really it. Holiday yeah, we don't
2: ever. really dress it up much anymore. Kids yeah. are getting
0: grown. Did the kids ever do, like, dead stuff? My kids, I could never get the girls to do dead things.
2: Mine liked the holiday a lot. Laura always wanted us to tone it down. Ah. Yeah. I'm not allowed yeah. to fly my pirate flag oh. outside with a skull on it and stuff like oh, that. Oh, really? Yeah, we just kind of caved for yeah. for her to her on that one.
0: Yeah. But, yes, it's a Halloween. My kids would always do, you know, I want to be a cheerleader or, you know, I want to be a mom. Not even that's, a zombie cheerleader? That's what I kept saying. Let me just put some... I'd be chasing them around with the makeup yeah. But they, they would have no, none of that No They never liked it What was your favorite costume when you were a lad? Well <laughs> I had i had some really horrible ones I had this grand oh, idea They must have been very scary, if they were so scary. So horrible. In 5th grade I had this idea That I would just Cut up a sheet and I'd take one of mom's sheets Cut it up into strips Wrap my legs and arms and my body in it and go as the mummy. Yes, and it's so hard to get that to stay on you. Well, th- I yes. So I did it with my friend Chris. We had this great idea together, and we would get all wrapped up, and then take like one step, and it would just like <laughs> just all fall. And, sounds like this idea is about putt. to unravel. Yeah, really. <laughs> Thank you, Dennis Donovan. <laughs> Um, so we tried stapling it on, not to oh, our bodies, hurts, but the stapling flesh. it together. Oh. oh. And it was not, it just was not pretty. Well, I told you
2: about our Planet of the Apes makeup, right? Well, I've I seen made you your watch. I, the I, yeah, I've seen the movie. <laughs> I still apologize for that, Jeff. Yeah. Yeah, we took that foam and just stuck it to our faces and actually took masking tape and, oh. and shaped the pillow foam into the. Oh, yeah. And then Elmer's glue. Craft to our faces. Yeah, Elmer's um, glue, and then temper paint. So not recommended. Well, it's better than duct tape. Yes, that's yeah. true. <laughs> I would say. That's why I can't grow a beard to this day.
0: Yeah, but I still like <laughs> Halloween. I think it's kind of a cool oh yeah, Halloween. it's too gory though these days, isn't it? It's yes. What's it's with a the, little over the top? What's with that? But I mean, it's honestly. also it can also be too campy. Too silly. Can't, no, no you such know, those thing, is infla- it, Those big inflatable ghosts and things that they've <laughs> yeah. got on lawns. Yeah, you're right. That doesn't work either. No. No. It's too, it, it's like, yeah, it's too much. There's got to be a fine line in there. Should be fun scary.
2: Yeah. You know, you're right. It's too kitschy or uh, way too graphic.
0: People are walking
2: little kids around. Why are you decorating your lawn? With a bunch of gory body parts. Yeah, I, I just don't get it. Yeah, I mean, yeah, well, it just took the fun out of Halloween. But we're not
0: in charge, so what are we going to do? What gets me is that it, about September third, go to Walgreens and they've already got the Halloween candy out. Like you're going to run out. Let's go to let's go to Walgreens on September third and get our Halloween candies in case they run out. <laughs> what is that?
2: And now they put some of the stuff on sale like before the holiday. Yeah, it's just... Or immediately after.
0: Yeah, it's too much sugar. I won't do it. I'm going to stick to my little drink, and... Is that some Monster Mash? It's Mash Kentucky. It's my Monster
2: Tito's. Isn't mash a part of a whiskey thing or a brewing thing?
0: Yeah, they call it sour mash. That's... I don't know what it means. I don't know anything about it. I just drink it.
2: (laughs) The effect is good.
0: Yes. So, you know, we should say... That this show, this festive little Halloween show, and notice the Halloween lights I've got. Oh, you actually do. Yeah. Very festive here in the broadcast foxhole. Scary in a a tasteful way. Nothing, Nothing too ridiculous. Can I turn this light off? Yeah, certainly. If you want to kill the plants, go ahead. The other way. There you go. So we just want to uh, mention that this show, as many of our shows are... Brought is to are you by... Brought to you by Bounding Fire Productions.
2: Bounding Fire Productions, most wonderful creator of um, ASL products. And I'll give it a plug. You know, I, today, and uh, I just finished putting my counters from the... Was it the open? No, the, uh, the Texas uh, tournament that Rich brought us? Or were these... No, these were in the rubble, into the rubble too. So you don't have those. I have those. No. Yeah. But I did put no. a, I yeah. did I did yeah. put in all my counters from the tournament, from the Texas
0: tournament, mm-hmm. all the leader As the
2: counters. Uh huh. Hero. Yeah. And actually, I left most of the heroes in the. Because you only care about the Hallett one and the Klenschman. Yeah. <laughs> and but all the rest of those at the top, and in the set in Bounding Fire Two, they have given rubble counters that have the level on it. Right, so it's got a yellow edge to put your rubble. Right, it's just they're taking out a lot of the redundancy encounters. Yeah, doing a great job of that, guys.
0: So, Bounding Fire Productions, gotta love them. Love them for so many reasons. First of all, great products. Second of all, really great products. Third of all, fast shipping. Fourth of all, great guys. Great customer service, and uh, they've been in it for a long time and. Hope they'll be in it for a long time to come. Indeed. Buy all their stuff. And if I need to get their stuff, Jeff, where can I order it from? Well, if I were you, I would go to either BoundingFireProductions.com or to RitterKrieg.com. RitterKrieg is another sponsor of the show, and he sells Bounding Fire Productions but many, many more things. with other stuff. So go to his website and just tiptoe around there like a crazy little skeleton. This is you tiptoeing around the, the website.
2: And there still is free shipping from Ritterkrieg. That's right. Although he is urging people to try and group order because it can be a little bit of a cost thing to ship a very small product with a low oh, profit
0: value. Yeah, I should have thought of that. And for the shipping. So. Because I go there and I order like half a pair of dice, right? <laughs> and then, and then, and the then next want to the order the other one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, so yeah, that's the
2: general idea, folks. Oh. So to just you know, just to give us some advice, helpful hints for ordering, uh, go ahead and get those orders large. Or All yeah. right, help yeah. help out. Um, Tell Derrick them the two half squads sent you,
0: because why not? Indeed, they'll treat you with a little more respect. Not that they don't already. No. We know, we know, we know what this means, this music means Guess
2: what time it is, Dave? Well, it's time for letters. Of course, letters from our
0: wonderful, wonderful listeners Let us read the letters from the listeners Let them spake unto us And may I mention that
2: Not only are the letters brought to you by Bounding Fire and River Creek, but also by wonderful listeners like Erwin L., John H., and Chris B. Chris B.? Chris
0: B. Oh, okay. Who all have contributed to us on... Patreon. Patreon. Thank you for your great donation. We do appreciate it. We can't wait to get that money. You can make a recurring donation... $1, $2, $5, $10 a show. Is 10 pushing it too far, Jeff? It makes it it easy for (laughs) us to get your money into our pockets, where it belongs. And we would thank you ever so much. It's really the best way to support the show. So, who are our letters from, Dave? Well, I have one from... I have one from Dennis Donovan. Oh, okay. Uh,
2: saying, good job on the interview. He sent Alan a note with a suggestion for the next mouse pad project. I wanted to share it with you as well. See, last episode. No, two episodes ago. Yeah. Uh, Alan, I enjoyed the interview. He said he's enjoying the mouse pad. He suggested the next one should be set in Thailand, and the VC's victory conditions involve a noodle factory or a restaurant building, and the Thai must defend against some famished Japanese. The scenario could be called Pad Thai, which we stole for our title on the two shows ago. So I wanted to give Dennis the credit for that. Thank you, Dennis.
0: That's awfully generous of you. Normally we don't get that. Normally we just steal stuff.
2: Yeah, like the opening thing on this Halloween show. We don't even know where we stole that from.
0: No. That wasn't us. No. It's true. And when we get to be big enough where somebody's going to sue us, I don't know what we're going to do. They'll just make us cease and desist.
2: Or, yeah, yeah. Yeah. They know they won't get anything.
0: I ceased a while ago, very. but I, I don't desist. The We've got a letter here from Greg, who wrote to us from our, went to our uh, blog page and left us a note. Left of a note, and he said, just wanted to let you know that I just became a Patreon member for X number of dollars per podcast. I say X because it's a gigantic number. He's very, very generous. And he said, why such an odd number? Well, uh, because it's what I'd pay for buying you two tall mochas at Starbucks, including all taxes in my zip code. So go ahead and get yourself two coffees at Starbucks on me before you record your podcast, if you like, or not, and save your next AS- for your next ASL product, you know, so you can talk about it on the show. Of course, keep up the good work. Thank you. Thank you very much, Greg. We appreciate that.
2: Now, that's a marvelous way to donate absolutely marvelous we give you special call out shout out and thank you yeah i have a letter from bill cobble from sioux falls remember when he came up here and met us yeah yeah that was fun says it was close to four years ago and he thought he would share some asl tournament scenario conversion of the puma prowls into a battleground world war ii miniatures game in 15 millimeter Uh, he said the germans won this one eight victory points to the soviets two the game was closer than the score Uh, And so I got some photos he sent us. Maybe I will put these up uh, either into our Flickr feed yeah, or I'll post them right on the show posting. Uh, Got three great pictures of the miniatures game. Now, when you're playing it in uh, Battleground, it's a different set of rules. But I can also play all these in miniature 15 millimeters or 20s. No, I'm sorry, 15s. Okay. Just saying for you miniature players, yeah.
0: <laughs> and they're out there. I have a letter here from Jeff Wickham. Hi, Jeff and Dave. I had a middling interest in war games in general until a few weeks ago when I stumbled upon your podcast. I wonder how that happens. He stumbled and he fell on us.
2: I think he like puts it onto a DVD or a CD audio CD. Oh yeah, not on a slips, record. Slips on it. No, yeah. no, I don't think he has that technology.
0: Okay. A few episodes later, I ordered the the starter kit, and this past weekend played my first two games. I love letters like this. Now I have the financial burden of acquiring all of the many modules and TPPs I'm interested in, in addition to trying to persuade at least one friend to join in this brain-bursting endeavor with me, not to mention all the hours I'm going to lose to this brilliant game. Thank you, and keep up the great work. Jeff Wickham from British Columbia, Canada. Thank you, Jeff. Boy, we're uh, looking forward to hearing from you. Let us know how it's going. Did you find some people to play with? Are they uh, equally obsessed the way you are? And uh, are you winning? And what can we do for you? You know, we haven't done a show about Starter Kit stuff for a long, long time. So we might want to figure out how to do that, Dave. Yep, maybe yeah. so. I may be coming up with a, a next episode on how to quit squad leader instead of the starter kit, the ASL quitters kit. <laughs> now
2: what would be in that?
0: Well I was thinking, you know, we could do a scenario, maybe I'd do a scenario that's like um I'm thinking of Eastern Front, uh probably Stalingrad, maybe eight hundred and fifty turns. Oh yeah. You play it and then you you're done. You'd- and there's a follow up scenario. The first one is called Mother Effing Stalingrad. <laughs> Eight hundred fifty turns, and then there's a follow-up scenario called "Been There, Done That." It's only got one turn because you've done everything, so you don't need to play anymore. It's just an idea, yeah. and maybe like a meat grinder that you can put your dice in to grind them up. A uh, huge bag that you can throw all your counters into and uh, sink them into the in the muck in the backyard. I'm working on it. The ASL Quitters Kit. It's coming. You won't find it at Bounding Fire, probably, or Ritter Creek. What do we got next? Well, I have one
2: from... Mr... Tussle. Mr. Tussle. On the Tundra. Is the name in there? I I went to the posting. Okay, this is... uh, We've always talked about maybe uh, covering some people's blog posts and stuff. Ramblings of the Techno-Viking... Is a blog post that we that someone sent to us, and it covers the uh, tussle in the tundra tournament. So we'll link that up for everybody.
0: Okay. Good. We have a number of contest entries. We're not going to go through all those, are we? Uh, no, because we're going to draw for a winner. Yeah. Tonight. Okay. Then we got an uh, anonymous left us a comment on episode 128. I was giddy till turn three. I loved that episode. And he writes, I really enjoyed this episode. Thank you. The extended letter section was cool. Seemed like you guys have built up quite a buzz. Happy days. Thank you for Thank that. You. Yeah, we, you know, actually, we have been getting a a lot more. Not a lot more, but we've been getting a little more correspondence, which is nice. It's always nice to hear that uh, people are out there and listening. So if you get a chance, please drop us a line. We like to know.
2: Yeah, speaking of, uh, Louis Louis Pedal, Louis P., uh, Louis has sent us a letter uh, a little bit long, but I'll, I'll read a bit of it to you. He says, uh, I'm a relatively new listener, eight weeks, and really enjoy the show. One of the guys who got into ASL a bit later in life, I'm 44, spent the past quarter of a century using statistical replay games, sports for my Solitaire Gaming, Played mm. several games, Ticket to Ride, Catan, he does a lot of those also with his wife, daughter, and friends. And back in the 90s, he says, I was roommates with the person who introduced me to gaming, my old roommate... Owned well over 100 games. The collection really started me down the sports game path. He owned everything ASL as well and made an effort to teach the game, but I didn't. it, it didn't stick due to a variety of factors. Um, and of course, now, he says, I wish ASL had stuck. Not only would I have 20-plus years of playing experience, but I probably would have picked up a brand-new copy of of Bushido for 40 bucks." <laughs> Seriously, though, I really dove into ASL and have been enjoying it thoroughly. It says, uh, great tips from our wonderful podcast. Uh, Extra benefit through BBG. I've reconnected with my old roommate. Is that Board Game Geek? Yes. Yep. And that alone is worth the price of getting into the game. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. How's that? Bringing people together. Yes. A question I would love to have answered, Jeff What's the deal with MMP? Can you be more specific? (laughs) Here I am, new to the hobby. I'm looking to buy stuff. It's not available. Why would I buy an Action Pack using nationalities? I don't have. I understand it's a bit of a wait, but if I go to the MMP website, it appears as though it's not updated in the last year and a half. I don't think that's accurate. It's updated. Yeah, it's Yeah, updated. it's just
0: they, they don't have a lot of that stuff ASL out. updates. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Uh, uh, nothing, he says, in the pre-order with regard to the modules. That's, that is correct. So yeah. what gives? So we've talked about this before, and... The main idea that they will reprint
0: everything. Eventually they will. It seems like. Yeah. It does take a lot of time. It does. But you would be surprised at how quickly the time goes. So my suggestion to you is buy everything that you can, even if you can't play it right now. uh, Because eventually you will have all the stuff or you'll find somebody that does. And mm-hmm. you'll be able to play those scenarios that you're missing with those nationalities that you're missing. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, eventually you'll have everything. See, I, I've, when I first started, I waited. I waited for stuff to come out. And that made other stuff unavailable then. So I think you got to buy the stuff when it's there and try to find other players that can fill in the gaps for you.
2: Yeah, although to be honest, Jeff. Uh,
0: no, don't be honest with me. <laughs> <laughs> Why start now? Do not
2: do it. Uh, I think they've come out with a new action pack. Or Liar. pack at Aslock.
0: Well, yes, there was an Aslock action pack. I haven't ordered them. Why is that?
2: I don't know. Oh. I, th- I think they could s- if they want us to review it on the show, they should send us they a They should comp. send us one.
0: They should. And I,
2: got, I saw, um, it's almost like I got enough stuff. And we got Bounding Fire products.
0: So... True. I'm not sure how much I need know oh, everything MMP yeah. makes anymore. Yeah. Um, well, some of those action packs, I guess I agree with you there. Some of those action packs, I mean, yeah. they stick
2: but, the board in there to kind of make yeah, you feel like
0: you have to. It, that's true. Yeah, the board, right. For the board, you got to do it.
2: Yeah. But
0: we do understand
2: what you're saying. And the next item I think they're looking at doing was the Italians Desert. Yeah. Right. Coming out. Yeah. That could be a while. So he says, well, you know, um, he just wonders to why they don't just reprint it all and make the huge amount of money that you pay for it on yeah. eBay. We but don't know they how that works. They wouldn't. Well, they wouldn't charge those. They don't want to charge those prices. I assume they don't want to make something for cost them hundred bucks and charge us four hundred.
0: Right? No, why would they do that? Right.
2: No, but you will pay four hundred on eBay.
0: Yes, you would. So
2: yeah. And he says, "P.S. I jump all, all over the place between new episodes and old, and thus far I have found the." cheese shop parody to be the best
0: oh that was a good one
2: <laughs> for obvious reasons yeah. from his letter but yes Lewis, thank for thanks for chiming in and letting us know you are out there sir yeah thank you
0: i've got a letter here from david garvin hey guys the dc conscripts will be hosting its first tournament in many years it will be uh june 8th through june 10th in the year 2018 that's just next year you know In Tyson, Virginia, there's even a web page, which is https colon slash slash humanwaveconscripts.wordpress.com. We will post the link in the show notes. But go there and check it out, because uh, that that sounds like that would be a fun tournament there in Virginia. Anyway, if there's any way you could get the word out, it would be greatly appreciated. Well, David, consider it done. We are here for you. Absolutely. Your word is our command. We are your slaves. And thank you for the kind donation of $5,000.
2: And also thanks to Dennis D for his kind donation. Uh, Lewis also left a comment on the episode. It said
0: I have an interesting letter here from Luke Hughes who writes Hello, Dave and Jeff. Long-time board gamer and squad leader and a bit of ASL player, but not in your league. I'm also the project lead for a PC tactical leadership role-playing game that is trying to bring heavy tactical board game influences like that of John Hill brought us to bear. I hope you'll take a quick gander at our teaser, which emphasizes the role-playing aspect, and then at our latest dev blog that talks about those board game influences on the tactical side. I'm hoping to create crosstalk between the digital and board game communities since, as Wargame maven Bruce Garrick has said, digital has much much to learn from board game design. And he has given us a nice teaser here, which is which you can find at. Well, we are going to have to put this on. We'll link it to the show notes. Sure, we'll link it in the show notes. It's about a, a two-minute teaser that shows you this tactical uh, role-playing sort of PC game that they're coming up with. It looks pretty good. and Or you can check their website, which is burdenofcommand.com. That's the name of the game, Burden of Command. I guess I should have started with that. And uh, the website's looking pretty good. That's It's flushing out nicely. This game is going to come out next year. So they are pushing right along, and it, it looks very interesting. So hope people will go and take a look at this. Indeed. Burden of command. Burden of command. Let's uh, we'll write the uh, music for it. Burden of command. Burden of command. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and
2: it's brought to you our show by kind donations from Matt M, Dana L, Chris Q, Gustavo C, David F, and really kind Patreon donations from Peter C, outstanding job sir. We owe you much. And Wade S., also to you, kudos, most fantastic
0: Patreon subscribers. I will drink to them. Let's do that. Thank you, gentlemen. Here's to all of them, and especially Peter and Wade. We got to, you know, we got to revive the official Two Half Squads toast. Right, right, right. I want a beer. Clink. Oh, clink. And and drink. drink.
2: And I have one from Steve Zaccardi pointing out, guys, I'm watching a Russian film set in the Eastern Front called White Tiger. It's a Russian fury. If you haven't seen it, check it out. Get you in the mood for some advanced squad. Leader. I'll bet it does, and I'll post that link to the YouTube video. So we'll leave Luke in there, leave the Patreon Steve one.
0: Got a letter here from Gary Kane, who put a comment actually on our YouTube video episode 100. We we only have a few YouTube videos. I don't think we've done one since episode 100, so it's. You know what? On episode 200, we're going to do another live broadcast with video, just like episode 100, only not better. I was hoping it was going to be better, like we will have practiced, and it's going to be a much better quality, but I don't know. Actually, episode 100 was pretty fun, and we had a few people from all around the world. That was kind of fun. So episode 200 is going to be even bigger and better. We'll have to see what kind of guests we can line up. I'm thinking, let's see, that's going to be about six months from now. So maybe around March. Could be, March or April. Yeah. In fact, I can't say for sure. Maybe we could coincide it with ASL Open or something. I don't know. We'll see what happens. Anyway, should be a good show. But Gary Kane writes, because he watched our episode 100 on YouTube, and he writes, Do the two half squads. Use Vassal. What is your opinion? I have tried. Go ahead. Jeff, tell us a little bit about well, that again, I tr- please. I tried a little bit with Ken Knott from Virginia or West uh, Virginia. Maybe the problem was you played with a guy named Ken Knott. Maybe yeah. you played with Can Do. Yeah, really? yeah, maybe so. Maybe that was the problem, but I just, it was more than I could do. I couldn't do it. It was too complicated. Do you understand the Spilky Charts? I do. You didn't say that last episode. Well, I no. I understand the Spilky charts. I don't understand this this Spilky uh, statistical part uh, yes, that yes, goes yes, into yes, making the charts. Yes, yeah. of
2: course. Yeah. Um, well, and I have tr- <laughs> one time I tried like downloading it. I had tech problems, and I don't play video games. No, you don't. I, my life yeah. is my life, as you know. Always, there's a game group at my house yeah. every, every week. Right, every week. D and D mostly now. Passel Club doesn't meet as much, but that's going, you know. Up. So, yeah, I don't. But do lots of ASLers play Vassal?
0: Lots of ASLers play Vassal and love
2: it. Yeah, they do. And it's a great thing. You get that. to play with some people you normally can't, long-distance teams. Yeah, absolutely. A lot of guys say they learn a lot by playing it with other players yep. who are better than them right. somewhere else in the world.
0: And if you like to play with no pants on, you can do that by Vassal. If you do it perfect. face-to-face or face-to-whatever perfect. It's not as good. It's a little uncomfortable for at least half of the group. Yeah. But we're lucky, because we live in a town where there's lots of people to play, and we have plenty of face-to-face, but not everybody's that lucky. Correct. So, Vassal's a great tool. Yeah, serves a great purpose. Yeah.
2: Well, I have a little note from Hugh O'Donnell. Hugh, thanks for chiming in. He says, I'm an English teacher in Scotland. I was saddened to hear you may be discontinuing Spine and Sprocket.
1: Mm.
0: So... And that's all it took when we decided, okay, we won't quit. Because <laughs> we got a letter. We got one listener. All right, we
2: can't let him down. So, so we are promoting Spine and Sprocket. Also, no folks, man
0: left behind.
2: Go, go and listen to it. We whine a little bit on the last episode, but next up we're doing some Wolfman stuff. Yeah. So if you like Wolfman, you like werewolves. Like, oh, we book. like werewolves because this is the Halloween the, show. That's right.
0: Let's, let's bring back the Halloween music. And it's gone.
2: That's okay. You can find it while I read. I'm an English teacher. Oh, I did that. But he says, please don't, Jeff. I love the show. I use it with my students, Jeff. I'm serious. He says this. He thinks both mediums are important. It's refreshing to hear discussion. that highlights the strengths and weaknesses of both film and literature. How about that? Now, come on, Jeff.
0: Wow. Makes it almost sound respectable.
2: And he's researching digital games-based learning in schools. Uh, there's a link here. I'll try and put it up, but for the, if, it, if it's applicable to us all. But for the past year, he's become a fan of ASL and looking to introduce his school to support literacy and numeracy. Uh, other people have done gaming in classrooms, and it's been mentioned on some of our past podcasts. So I can't tell you where that was, though. But thank you, Hugh. Thank you, Hugh. That was
0: neat. Sweet. Discreet. Petite. Meat. Do you know one of my Halloween costumes was a ghost? I was in a sheet. That's what I ended up with after the uh, mummy costume <laughs> fell apart. Just put the sheet over my head. But what did, what did you do? Did you do anything special with the sheet or just like cut holes nope, in it? Just, and- yep, right over the head. And I, I think I mentioned this on another show.
2: A cowboy girl, great girl. She ended up accidentally hitting me in the in the mouth with a gun, her gun. Oh toy no! Toy gun. Ooh. And yeah, yeah, I was bleeding through my sheet. So, oh. You know. I wasn't sure. If cool.
0: It, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Actually, sure. it's kind of cool. Is that real blood? Yeah. Cool. you will do anything. Uh, is that it for letters? I don't think so. Oh, okay. Oh no. Oh, no. There's more?
2: Well, okay, let's just do a few more here, and then we better get to our contest winners. Yes. Oh, yeah. All right. I like making the making everybody wait. Strange. And I'd like to uh, thank Bob D. for his kind donation, as well as Patrick B. Thank you both for your Patreon donations. I have a letter from John B. Bailey. Hey, guys, thanks for putting out the great shows. You two are rock stars of the community. I bought a Squad Leader with my allowance money in 1979. When I was 10, but a small skeletal-type lad. <laughs> I mostly play SL these days, but love to revisit Squad Leader. Hill 621, Bucholt Station. Oh, yeah. Keep up the good work, Jeff. Your friend, John. And he would purchase the two half-squads apparel. Could you send me some ordering info? John! There are two. One there's one hat left because I think oh, there, tonight hat left. tonight we're going to offer it to a, a winner. I think, but one <laughs> so that'll get us down to one. Yeah, I am going to reply to you. I think I did already, <laughs> and that's all. We don't have the t-shirts anymore. We don't keep the stuff.
0: Yeah, we're kind of like MMP when it's when it's out of <laughs> stock. It's out of stock, and we may get it in stock again, uh, but we'll
2: see. Yes, it is. And then we tend to move on to the next idea. Now we did start a list, do you remember this, of people who were wanted to back order OBA cards. Oh yes, right. In that we have Alan, Jerma Balash, Jerome Balash. That's his like code name. Matt M and Corey T who said they were still interested, so of course that was years ago. Before <laughs> Before we reprint that
0: That was years ago.
2: Yeah, before we
0: reprint that we would have to uh You you know, and this is the problem with modern society is people expect stuff, you know, relatively (laughs) quickly. If it was the Middle Ages, they'd be like, uh, you know, I need a new plow. All right, well, within three years, we should have one for you. Great. I'll get ready. All right.
2: That, Jeff, would probably bring an end to... Letters. And now... We had a contest that ended in October.
0: We did. Mm-hmm. It was a darn good contest. But before we do the contest, should we just keep delaying people so they have to listen through all of this? No. <laughs> no, because we're almost
2: done. What time are we at?
0: Uh, 34 minutes.
2: Yeah, and I got I got a What You Play Lately contest. Yeah, we're out of here. We've got more material for the next time. So I left my rules thing at home. So,
0: what rules are we doing?
2: I don't remember. Remember, uh, terrain time. Oh, okay. I had some left of that. Yeah. Then we have to do more research again. Yeah. And now, how are we going to handle this, Jeff? According to my quick viewing of anything I labeled call contest, we got l and H. We got Dave B. We got Jack Boyle, John K., Kelly Foss. We got a SpeakPipe, that's Kyle Beach. We got a Ryan Ellett. We got a Dennis Donovan, Preston, Larry, Clinton Payne, Jim Barra, Andrew Stewart, and a blogger contact form, which came in from Corporal Keller. So, is that what you see in the call-in contest list?
0: That looks correct to me.
2: So, as we say the name, we'll read it.
0: Yeah, we're going to read the these no, because we'll uh, I was. Are you recording? Yeah, I, I was uh, amazed at how many of these we got and how thoughtful they were. And there's 15 entries,
2: so we'll roll a 20 sided dice. Do you got one? Yeah, I do. And we'll see who comes up as the first place winner, second place, and we'll sign the. The product that you will win because we can't. I don't think we can wait till one guy says what he wants and then the next guy emails. No, and. no, no. So you got the first one.
0: Why don't you take the first one?
2: All right, Alan says he would like to see. Question was, or I think there were two ways you could answer this. One way is, what kind of scenarios, products you want for MMP to produce? Yeah, or uh, probably more like bounding fire to produce. Alan says. I would like to see more specialty scenarios featuring the American 101st Airborne. We had a lot of that with that little starter kit for ASL, Paratrooper. Oh, yes. You said, I'd like to see more Pacific Theater explored. Uh, Not that I've actually played Pacific games, mind you. And you can get a lot of Pacific with uh, the St. Louis products. Mm Mm-hmm. Right? Uh, And others. But that is Alan's recommendation. What do you have, Jeff? So you have a list ah, that looks there we like go. this 15 got guys. It. Okay. Got it. You got Dave B. I got Dave B.
0: All right, I've got a an entry from Dave B who wrote uh, campaign, a campaign um Historical ASL module, Battle of Dunkirk. Dunkirk would that be exciting? I, well, it could be if it was done right. I, I'm not sure how they would do it. but You could probably do a
2: variety, a ton, actually. You could do uh, the defensive forces trying to hold off the Germans. Yes. As well as possibly uh, beach evacuation. Yeah. I, I don't know shooting, you know fish in a barrel i was
0: gonna say <laughs> was gonna say ducks in a barrel it might be there might be a lot of uh air support in that german air yeah and air you got targets on the
2: ground and yeah uh, i don't know maybe you know maybe that's too but it gets you to practice your airplane rules yeah yeah right so
0: that's an idea uh french versus germans goal is for the french to hold off the germans long enough for the british allies to make their escape uh, there you go it's a good idea French played a major role in making Dunkirk a success. The general public seems to forget about the French during this battle. Mm-hmm. And I guess I don't really know enough about that to say something one, one way or the other. Did you see the Dunkirk I did. Movie? Great film. Was that good? Very good film. I haven't seen it yet. Yes. It's on my
2: list. Maybe we'll get to that on Spine and Sprocket. Yes, we might. A
0: great podcast about books and movies. It's the best podcast. It's the second best podcast on the web. <laughs>
2: uh jack boyle has entered our contest he says guys i'd like to see more fog of war scenarios yeah i I agree with him along the lines of the squad bleeder scenarios which have been being put out by i think hildebrandt i think uh but even more foggy (laughs) maybe they could be played in vassals somehow so that you only saw your opponent's units if your own units could see them everything else was hip or neither player knew the exact victory conditions Maybe they'd be unplayable, but hey, give it a try. And he says, I know everyone's telling you to keep going after 200, but I'd like to give a dissenting opinion. It's not that I don't like your show. i just rather you go out on top, still enjoying it, and, <laughs> and leaving us wanting for more, a la Arrested Development. Oh, okay. I didn't see that. Yeah. Then drag, rather than drag on too long, when you're out of ideas, a la Lost yeah. <laughs> Although I liked Lost all the way to the end. Did you? I, I really did. Absolutely all the yeah. way to the end. Uh, yeah. If we get <laughs> the weird thing is there's
0: always something to do for the show. Oh yeah. Always. It's, and there's, it's crazy. And we can redo stuff. Yeah. In different ways. Right. Oh yeah. But uh, we we,
2: <laughs> we hope we don't get boring. Uh, maybe we would cut it down to one show a month. No. Instead no. of if we get if we lose long, our well if we lose our interest yes we'll just have more guests on.
0: Yeah, there's a lot to talk about.
2: But yes, Jack, thank you, and you are correct. We, we probably would not want to go out.
0: <laughs> yeah, dragging. So good. Yeah. All righty, then. Got an entry here from Jonathan Cohn, who says, Hey, Jeff and Dave, listening to episode 182, you asked what you'd like to have reprinted in exchange for entry into a contest. Okay, here it is. I'd be interested to see reprints of non-historic things like zombies or Godzilla. Or new stuff. One thing that I'm noticing while learning the rules is that ASL is actually very close in rules to other miniature games, but with more detailed breakdown of priority in the movement, fire phases, and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. I'm interested to see what scenarios change to adapt the existing pieces to other settings. It's obvious that ASL is very specifically detailed to simulate a specific historical period, but the core rules plus the system's willingness to change them on the fly seem like you could adapt them to adapt them to different settings with a little bit of work.
2: Yeah, in fact remember the comedy magazine, the Mad magazine version of Oh yes ASL game magazine. Do yeah. I
0: still have that? I, gotta
2: gotta I have think you I think you've got that. I thought that it was somewhere. hilarious. Yeah. It had the Godzilla scenario in it. Yeah. <laughs> I and mean, those were those movie ones, the Planet of the Apes and stuff. Yeah,
0: somewhere else. There's those, those, and then there's the Zombie Pack from the zombie, uh,
2: which is actual and real. Yeah, yeah. Kelly Faust entered the contest and says, "Hey, I want to add two cents to the list. I would like to see more scenarios with both sides squaring off with mixed nationality units—German, Italian, British, French, et cetera. I think that makes for interesting matchups and would possibly require changes in strategy." Kelly. Yeah, that's a good idea, too. There are several like that, but not a lot. Um, About the Fog of War guy, you know, that sent the previous one? Yeah. Uh, Little Wars, they had a literal game where they had the same terrain set up in miniature on two boards right next to each other with a big blanket through the middle. Yeah. So you could not see where the other troops were moving. And when one side moved into the line of sight of another, then they placed a replica vehicle on board on the German board, like an American vehicle on the German board, and put if the Germans were visible to the Americans who turned the corner, they would place like a German anti-tank gun in the street or something. That was a great way to do it. Of course, you need a third person to run that. You could have duplicate boards set up. Yeah. And your judge in the middle could watch both boards. And again, when you came in line of sighted, he could place a duplicate
0: uh, counter on the board. I like the idea. That sounds too complicated. It would take some, but I I do like the idea. I'm not always sure I like the idea of um, you look at a scenario and you plan a week in advance, and you get out the boards and you know what the enemy forces are, and you do all your planning ahead of time. Um, I know a lot of people like to play that way. I don't really, because it it takes away some of the surprise, some of the tension of it. Yeah, well, well. The anxiety that I like.
2: I'd also recommend Solitaire ASL. If You can find a copy. Uh, You actually roll from a chart to see what comes up in front of you. Mm -hmm. Even your terrain, you roll for the next board you enter. Yeah. Yeah. We have a speak pipe. Kelly Beach, do you want to pull that one up? Uh, I will. Ryan says... Yeah, why
0: don't you do Ryan while I'm pulling up the speak pipe.
2: He says, I'd like to see more basic scenarios designed to introduce one ASL feature. For instance, straightforward, bare bones, small counter units, no SSRs, not too many. And you learn, like, landings, gliders, caves, etc. So you focus on that. Uh, Maybe they exist and I haven't found them.
0: Yeah, they are out there.
2: There's a few. But you're right. You could definitely have some more of these added
0: in. The problem I've found with, with ones like that is you think you're bringing in something like, let's say it's flamethrowers. Let's just... Uh-huh. Bring out flame th- <laughs> and then it Say we're going to introduce right flamethrowers. Well, yeah, that's one thing. It might break, but there's so many other things that go along with it. Is like, you know, does a flamethrower work under these conditions? Does it work under those conditions? You're going is there collateral damage with it? You know, is there rate of fire with it? Is there? Can you use it against this and that? And uh, you end up bringing in a lot of stuff that you hadn't really thought about. So. Yes, you're bringing in flamethrowers, but you're also pulling in rules from. No, I think a lot of sorts The flamethrower
2: example might not be the best one for maybe an illustration. But yeah, I can see what you're saying with some other kinds of things.
0: Yeah. You know, when you bring in AFVs, you open up a big can of worms. They're all about AFVs and all the many, you know, it's well, a those huge are chapter. huge indeed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm not sure.
2: But it's still sure. a way to introduce it rather than put it in with other things like air power.
0: Well, I guess so, yeah. I all right. Do you have a speak pipe? I do. Here's a voice message from Kyle Beach. Hello, Jeff. And Kyle Dave. in Colorado here. Uh, I was calling to enter the contest. I I think this is the contest. It's see what do you want to see back in print? I would like to see Doomed Battalions, Armies of Oblivion, and Quadeguer. Quad Quidigur the what the French? That is That's the worst no, French accent I've ever heard. So, there we have. It. Thanks a lot, Jeff. Enjoying the show as always. Good luck on the push to two hundred. Hi, think, Dave. Oh, th- oh there, no. there you go. <laughs> there Thank you. <laughs> you. Thank you. <laughs> and he
2: was—you know—he was mocking our French when he was doing that.
0: I—he w- was, and his French was horrible, worse than ours. I love it. That was very good, Kyle. Yeah, we we'll have, we'll have to meet <laughs> you when you come to Chicago. You come to our
2: houses. Yeah. Okay. Dennis says concerning the contest, uh kind of scenarios. Oh, he likes to lean away f- the he'll start with the kinds he doesn't want. He leans away from ones that get the most limelight. Eastern Front, Rubbled City Slugfests, although I hope he's not talking about into the rubble too. Fantastic product. Normandy, US 747 paratroopers. Now, yeah, okay, in Normandy, etc., not to belittle them, but they get a lot. They do. I'd like to see more DTO, desert terrain, and deluxe. Now there is that whole new deluxe game. Do you remember that? I ordered it from Le Frere. Oh yeah, yeah. I haven't played what one or two it, maybe. Gotta finish those off. Talk about them on the air. He says I'd like to see more scenarios with the Joe average troop quality or poorer. Mm -hmm. For example, security forces covering supply lines in Russia, U.S. Army in the initial stages of the PTO, units with zero ELR, untested Allied troops, British in Palestine, the goings-on in Madagascar, the Japanese in the Aleutian Islands, and finally, more true three-player scenarios.
0: Well, that would be a
2: good one. Yeah, like Mouth of Madness, Dogs of War, Whom the Gods Destroy, Burmese Bandits, and At the Narrow Passage. Hmm, I... I've played two or three of those. I'm missing a couple of those other ones. I wonder who put them out. And he says he's looking forward to episode 300. Me too. No pressure.
0: And he brings up some good points. However. (laughs) You are just the contrarian today. Not contrarian. I I wonder of the value of those. Uh, And this brings me to... a. Can I dive, uh, digress a little bit? You can, because this is going to be a whole show right here. Yeah. Recently, so I watched a movie. Right. I watched a movie called Gopher Broke, uh, because I decided I wanted to watch some of some old World War II. I think this would qualify as a B movie, even though it had at least one top-line actor in it. But a uh, movie called Gopher Broke, a 1951 film. This was starring the great uh, Van Johnson. Mm-hmm. as we've not seen him since Brigadoon. He was fabulous in this movie. He was. I like his pecs. And he uh, he plays—this uh, movie was made in, made in 1951, and it talks about—the story is about the 442nd Regimental Combat Team. Oh, yes. Which was— The Nisei. Ma- yes, made of all these Japanese-Americans, who, most of whom came from Hawaii and the west coast of California.
2: Put into internment camps before they, they were, were first put
0: into internment camps. That's right. And then they were allowed to enter the military and they formed this particular combat team, which was the most highly decorated unit in the war. That's right, which is amazing. And had you ever heard of this film, Go for Broke? No. I highly recommend it. It's really well done. Excellent. It's surprisingly how, what a good portrayal it is of the Japanese people. I wasn't expecting this from a film from 1951. I thought Ooh. they were going to make fun of Japanese. Mm-hmm. I thought it was going to be very uh, bigoted. Maybe? And it was not at all. Maybe it was designed to start the healing process. I th- it's very possible. And they wrote some. there were some very inspiring words at the beginning about how... And it was interesting because I watched it not too long after something happened with our president and the military and the the rights of LBGT and transgender people in the military. And there was a great quote at the beginning of this movie, and now I can't remember who it was by, who said that, you know, if you're fighting for America, we don't care who you are. We're, we're all Americans and we're all in this together. And it was, it was very inspiring. This was really a good movie. And so I thought, wow, this would be interesting to see if there are any ASL scenarios that include the 442nd. So I posted on Facebook because I'm too lazy to look it up myself. Does anybody know of any scenarios oh, with that the, include yeah. the 442nd? And they did quite a bit of fighting. They were in Italy quite a bit yeah. and other theaters. They saw a lot of action. Um, interestingly, a very famous person came out of that group. That was Senator Daniel Inouye of yes, Hawaii. That's right. Was part of that and lo- lost an arm yeah, in one of the engagements it. and won yeah. the... Did he win the Medal of Honor? Possibly. Yeah, possibly. Possibly won the Medal of Honor in one of those. Anyway, uh, so there is one scenario, one scenario with the 400. Is that all? That's it. And I I looked at the. Well, I must have played it. I looked at the uh, special scenario rules, the SSRs, and other things like that. I was expecting there to be something interesting that would help us give it that flavor Mm -hmm. that these are a, a different kind of a fighting group. There wasn't really. huh? Anyway, long story, Maybe, kind yeah, of they're... going all around. Yes, it would be interesting to see some of these other areas, like he's mentioning. Was it Dennis? Just no. Mentioning, or who was just mentioning in his letter uh-huh. that he'd like to see these different... I to go back and check. But I'm not sure, how can you bring out the flavor of that? Yeah, it was Dennis. Yeah, how can you bring out the flavor of that in SSRs? I was surprised at this particular scenario I'm looking for right now. Yeah, cuz I thought I played it.
2: Um I had it They should have had it have an excellent ELR, right? Excellent ELR. Maybe make them more like a a paratrooper or something that has a, yeah. um, all those special qualities that elite forces have. Yeah. Well, while you're glancing around for it, um yeah, I think you, you just can do that with special rules, but you do want to be mindful to do that, right? Yeah, I think so,
0: cuz that would be the point of it.
2: Yeah. Preston Yonkin says, How about a scenario with the U.S. Naval Construction Battalions, AKA the Seabees? Now, those could work because you also have those um, armored bulldozers right. that exist from the Pacific
0: stuff. The dozers dozing. Yeah. 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 So, yeah. He'd like to and you see got a great movie to go along with it The Fighting Seabees. The Fighting Seabees. Starring John Wayne. Yeah. Larry
2: McIntyre chimes in. He says, Hey, first off, I, li- I like your podcast. Second, How about paratrooper drops, more of those, special forces, see below. I'd like that. Opposed river crossings. There are a few, but not a lot. And he says it seems to me the SAS has been underused as far as scenarios go. Well, third-party product, they do have some SAS. I believe it comes from Heat of Battle. I'd have to double-check that. They have a scenario pack for that. Oh, okay. Desert rats and stuff like that mm. uh, how about SAS during Operation Archer or Operation Varsity where they fought as supporting units the British 2nd Army was involved in some interesting uh, Ryan River crossings yeah and just some thoughts um, as the above has it all paired drop river crossings and more anyway keep up the good work is he the only ASLr listening in Hawaii listeners if you're in Hawaii let us know and we'll let
0: Larry know that you're out there Send us a pineapple. Excellent. Clinton Payne writes and says, Hey, Jeff and Dave, greetings from Australia. Righto. Oh, God. I knew you were going to do it. I you did it, it first. I, you did it first. You said
2: Australia, Australia with an Australian accent. You did. <laughs> I tried not to. You, you didn't get it out straight. I tried straight. not to. This is the Halloween show. Why are we doing Australian accents? Yeah,
0: I don't know. In response to your, uh, we're Crocodile Dundee on for Halloween. In response to your latest contest question, I would like to see more Planet of the Apes scenarios.
2: Oh, now, yeah, I remember that one Brilliant,
0: now. And th- they are there.
2: Where did we find those?
0: Particularly focusing on Elite Affin SS. As you have noted on your show, playing ASL is a good incentive waffen. to learn more often. Yeah. Did I say affen? You often say waffen I do. When you mean waffen. Often. Well, he, he, it's A-F-F-E-N <laughs> is the way he spells it here.
2: Right, isn't that Waffen-SS?
0: Probably <laughs> Have you been drinking, Jeff? It's He spells it capital A-F-F-E-N Yeah <laughs> I thought maybe he knew something I didn't Wouldn't surprise me
2: He knows it's pronounced Waffen
0: did, Wait, did you say Waffen? Why didn't he put the W in there? I put F. Oh, wait, wait, am I mishearing you? How do you spell it? He spells it A-F-F-E-N. Oh, oh, I've been drinking. Is there such a thing as a Waffen? Offen? No, affin. it's, it's Waffen. <laughs> I look up, I just Googled affen ss and there isn't any. It says, okay. did you mean waffen SS, you knucklehead? <laughs> okay. Thanks, Google. Yes, I'm a, nuffle, no, I'm a knucklehead. <laughs>
1: oh.
0: Well, I thought, like I say, I thought he knew something I didn't. He might have. <laughs> Most people do. Most people do. As you have noted on your show, plain all is a good incentive to learn more about the history behind the scenarios, and I feel like I don't know as much as I should about P-O-T-A. Planet of the Apes. Ah. Okay. Now I've been drinking. And does he mean Pacific? Therefore, does some he mean incentive. Pacific Theater of Operations? I, I, p- Pacific Theater of Apes. <laughs> Ape Operations. Pacific Theater of Ape Operations. Therefore, some incentive in the form of a scenario pack based on Planet of the Apes would be good. I'm sure I'm not alone in being ignorant of many of the colorful details of this slice of alternate history. Actually, if you put out such a pack yourselves, this being a printed product, it would qualify the two half-squads for a mention on the Desperation Morale website. And our lives would be complete. (laughs) We could then die happy men. Oh, that's by Mark. <laughs> yeah. We're on Mark, Mark's website. I'm going to go check myself into that place where uh, Edward G. Robinson went at the end of Soiling Green. Oh, I cry when I uh, watch that scene. Oh, me too.
2: Did we do that yet in Spine and Sprocket? No, we got to do oh, that. Oh, it is coming
0: up. You could enlist and coordinate your loyal listeners to come up with ideas and do any to do any playtesting. If the pack turned out to be a bit shoddy or otherwise controversial, which so I'm, sh- I'm sure it would be shoddy. Then it might, be, it might be eligible for the co- coveted Consumer Alert Award from Mark P. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> great. Finally, many thanks to both of you for your great work in the ASL as ambassadors and congratulations on the difference you have made to the hobby oh, thank you. over the past decade. Thank through you. Through the two half squads. P.S. anybody who's still thinking about getting a copy of Festung Budapest before it goes out of print forever should go to <laughs> Ritterkrieg.com as I did. Because it looks like the stocks are running low. And I should I think it's hard out. That. Oh, is it gone? Maybe,
2: but yeah, jump on it, folks. You
0: have two copies, don't you? I'll give you five hundred dollars for your second copy. <laughs> no,
2: I'm gonna sell it on eBay for six. I'll give you six hundred. I'll sell it for seven.
0: You are a tough hey. tough cookie.
2: all the people who donated scenarios for us to make a scenario pack. I am gonna be retired in a year and a half. And I know it sounds like a long way away right now. Me too. But it's not. And when I am done, I am, one, publishing my own game, Man or Myth, which I may publish sooner. And two, I'm getting this Two Half Squad scenario back done. Yeah. I'm going to get it done. Me I'm too. i sell it.
0: <laughs> no, you're not going to. I'm going to retire in 2019. You're I don't know why you, no. why you keep saying no. Why you keep saying no to me? Well, hopefully you can. Then we can game more. Yeah. And
2: then travel to our uh, World War II Battlefields oh, trip Oh, gosh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, Jim Barra, he contributed to the contest. He says, great job. Keep it coming. And he says, I wanted to create some hypothetical scenarios that would test out combat doctrinal ideas for nations developed pre-World War II. Now, this
0: sounds thoughtful. This is
2: getting complicated already. Yeah. I'm already confused. Traditional ASL scenarios are real battles that reflect an action in history which incorporates battlefield chaos often experienced in the real situation. Battlefield chaos tends to put aside military doctrine as the combatants adapt to the situation. The hypothetical scenarios I have in mind would be pre-war battles that never happened. So a setting where the nationalities involved are conducting war games or battlefield exercises will suffice. These scenarios would be on a large scale in ASL terms, in order to give enough space and include a wide variety of assets, including and in included in a nation's military. As an example scenario using the French with its World War One perspective on doctrine, and infantry support tanks, infantry support tanks. Okay, see what he's getting at there? A World War One kind of doctrine to be done in ASL. Yeah. Have the French attack a trench line using their doctrinal ideas and structuring uh, to support tanks. Oops, sorry. To test if it would have been successful in that situation, the British had many different tank types infantry tank, and cavalry tanks for breakthrough. Create a 1938 war game scenario, pitching the British doctrine against the early German combined arms doctrine, etc. John Hill's job was to design a tactical games to test various military scenarios. Why not use ASL to test pre-war doctrine? What do you think? That's, uh... I would like to actually see... I, World War I scenarios.
0: Yeah, I think that would be very cool.
2: I would like to attack a trench yeah. line. Yeah, that would be... Running through OBA. Yeah. Hitting the wire. Yep. I would. I mean, you know, it, it, sometimes they were successful. Yeah.
0: So, I think it's a great
2: Especially idea. Especially
0: if you have Wonder Woman on your side. <laughs> Get the Wonder Woman counter. Yeah, that was World War I, wasn't it? Yes, it was. Yeah.
2: Interesting. Very interesting ideas. Yeah, that's Jim's. Do you have... Um,
0: I have Andrew Stewart. Hi, Jeff and Dave, just uh, catching up with recent podcasts. Excellent as usual. Here's, uh, well, here's what he says. Over the last two or three years, I've built up a reasonable collection of ASL products and the number of scenarios within the pile becomes somewhat daunting to choose from. With the number of great scenarios available and online, it's not surprising nobody talks of do-it-yourself much. Uh, coming from a miniature background, that's mostly what I've been used to. Yeah. That is, just quickly setting up a table and throwing down some roughly equal forces with a simple clear objective or two. Sometimes people can be overly worried about balance. But for friendly games, who cares? Balance schmalance. So, just grab a random board. Let's say one with a graveyard. Board 21. Put some six German 468s, a couple machine guns, light machine guns, uh, one medium machine gun, a flamethrower... Couple of nine-one neg-one leaders, and then some U.S. forces, the uh, seven-six-six-sixes, and some machine guns. He puts it out here. Set up some victory conditions. Control hex N five at the end of turn six, and there you go. Kind of roll with it. Throw some interesting SSRs in there, maybe to make it interesting, and away you go. So he lists quite a bit of stuff here um, that you could conceivably do with SSR, but yeah, interesting idea. Can Just have, kind of do it yourself. Can you have zombies come out of the graveyard? He has he lists some zombies here. If you want to do some quick and dirty zombie rules, Whoa. you can do that.
2: And he actually gives a set of rules, doesn't he? He does. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Very creative. Yep. Very creative. So uh yeah, Andrew, I think those that's a great idea.
2: And lastly, lastly, we have Corporal Keller. He says, I want to see scenarios designed along the lines of programmed instruction that help starter kit players make the move to full ASL. Yeah, we've kind of lost a little bit of sight of that because of the uh, starter kits themselves, I think. Also, I've considered designing some simple scenarios to help complete newbies in my neck of the woods learn the starter kit rules in smaller chunks, programmed instruction style like the old squad leader rulebook Mm. did. As such, I'm hoping to win the Scenario Designer's Handbook I enjoyed your interview with Michael Dorish. Money is tight around the Color Foxhole, but I intend to jump on the patron bandwagon soon to donate to more to the show. Been a while since he's donated, but that's okay, Corporal Color. We love to serve, but we also love to take your money. <laughs> so, yes, we do. So, but do not, do not offer anything until you are ready to do that. Uh, and we hope you win also. At least something.
0: And that completes. now there's one more. Oh. What An miss? entry from Mark Pitcavich. Bar- Mark writes <coughs> and says, Dear Jeff and Dave, I've been, it's been long overdue, but I just wanted to tell you what a great job you're doing. I'm not going to put you on my website, but I think you guys are the best thing that ever happened to ASL. I don't have a contest entry because I feel like I'm not worthy, but I just wanted you to know that I think you guys are fantastic, and ASL would not be where it is today if it wasn't for you guys. Wow. Yours very truly, with love and kisses, and I'd love to give you a back rub someday, Mark Pitcavage. Wow, thank you, Mark. How about that? Thanks, Thanks Mark. Mark. Yeah, we really appreciate it. Yeah,
2: that. but he didn't really have an idea so I'm not going to put him in the contest. Okay, no contest, Mark. Sorry if you don't follow the rules. He's got to Yeah, he's got to make it. got to follow
0: the rules. So
2: once want. again, I see I uh, actually had uh, Dennis in there twice. We are down to I think 14 1 2 3 4 5 6 7 8 9 10 11 12 13 14. Do you have your dice, Jeff? It is time for the contest to be done and this show to end. Because it's getting late, kids.
0: He is pausing
2: here. It's getting late. Got scary sound effects? It's starting to rain, Dave. And a nice storm has just come in, Jeff, just in time for the contest winners to be determined.
0: And we have a very sophisticated system put together for picking oh, a contest winner. Getting, wow, look at that out the window. Oh! Did you see that? Yeah. That was scary. Oh, the lights flickered. I'm going to take my shirt off. Uh, I can do the, the pants thing, <laughs> no, but you got to keep the shirt on, okay?
2: <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay. All right. Now, our first prize is the Scenario Designer's Handbook by Michael Dorish. Oh, wow. The original one, not the rewrite. Yeah, just so everybody knows, it may have a little pencil marks in it from when I made some notes when I I reviewed this on the show. Yeah, and Mm -hmm. ready? Oh wait, now I'm counting from the bottom up, Jeff. From the bottom up, is that is that okay? Yeah. Okay, that's Uh, random. Here we go. One is the bottom. Dice says nineteen. It's a reroll. Number Six. six. Number six has one. Number six. Is Kyle Beach who sent the speak pipe message? Ah,
0: very nice. Congratulations, Kyle. Congratulations,
2: Kyle. Kyle. <gasps> uh can you please, Kyle, send us your address and we'll ship this out to you? Yeah. As soon as the storm ends. Alright, second place. Is going to go. Is going to go to. Ready? Wait. Wait. The prize is The Critical Hit Magazine. Ooh, Best of critical hit or something. Yeah. And he didn't bring it. It's at my house. Ready? Yeah. Dice says. It's crooked.
0: Got a reroll. <laughs> it's
2: a reroll. It won't even fall up to one side when I shake the table. Dice says. Number 12. Number 12. Number 12. Two, are you counting?
0: Ooh. Ooh. One, two, three, four. Six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. <gasps> it's Jim
2: Barra. Is that what you see? Yeah. Jim, yes. Jim Barra. Congratulations, sir. You have won the Critical Hit magazine. The critical hit. Last up is the great
0: uh, Sabaton w- rock and roll World War II oh, CD. The best. The best music about World War II by a heavy metal group called Sapaton. And that goes to number three
2: number three Jack Boyle Jack Boyle you are congratulations, the winner of the Sabaton Jack. CD well no. you're gonna love that congratulations all of you thanks everybody do we offer that they can
0: trade in their prize for a hat but we only have one hat oh no we're gonna keep the hat we yeah, gotta keep the hat well we have hat. two hats well, but g- I think I we should take it, it to the tr- ASL Open and let people wrestle for it <laughs> gee did you see that yeah um nasty. Jeff, up. no one would wrestle for the hat. We can't even oh, yeah, sell could, the hat.
2: they could wrestle. Do you know how long we've been trying to sell these hats? i got two left.
0: Wouldn't you love to see Mark Woods and David Goldman get together in the ring and get, just kind of bring it on? Would they be wearing pants? Part, part of the time, at least.
2: <laughs> at the beginning, maybe. Alright, let's offer one. the first person that writes in and says they would exchange their prize for the hat. Gets the hat, Two Half Squad's hat. Okay. Okay. I think it's signed. Well, there's one signed and one not, I think. I don't even remember anymore. And then once that's gone, the other people have to take the gift they got, the prize they won. And you can't tell us you don't want it. You have to send us your address and take the gifts. And we have to, yeah, you have to take it. All right. So that. Wow. Wraps up. That was a big contest. crazy episode. Yeah. Full of ideas. Yep. Oh, that storm's passing.
0: Great ideas. And I know Perry will be listening. He'll probably be putting these ideas into effect post-haste. I think Bounding Fire will get on it before he does. Oh, that could be,
2: yeah. Or perhaps even Broken Ground will make some of those ideas into the next mousepad idea. Yep, possibility.
0: So, ladies and gentlemen, thanks for listening. Thank you, everybody, for listening. We appreciate it. We appreciate you contest enterers. For for all of your great ideas and your great work, and Dave, I appreciate you. I appreciate you too, Jeff. You do.
2: Thanks for what you do for us, and remember to
0: roll low and rally. Well, but but not not when when you're you're playing playing us. us. Yeah, yeah, you know what I mean. That's not good. See you next time. We're going to be talking more about ASL and stuff. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Bye, everybody. Bye, everybody. (sighs) Have a great Halloween. See my popcorn balls? Actually, do you know what I was gonna tell you earlier?
2: <laughs> Sorry.